Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Care Patrol of Connecticut in New York is your number one partner for securing safe senior living options and navigating the senior care continuum. Their services are at no cost to you, and they guide you through the entire process. Visit www.carepatrolct.com for details. And joining us now is Mayor Joe Gannam, who is very busy on the campaign trail. Mayor Gannam, welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. How are you today? I'm very good. How are you? It's a pleasure to hear your voice uh, a little more direct than I do listening as I do to you uh, over the radio when I drive around. Well, so thank, my pleasure. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate that. So, Mayor Gannam, I'm just going to ask you this, and I know that you've got an answer for us, but there looks like there's going to be competition in November, if not a primary. Why should the voters who are as yet undecided, why should they vote to reelect you for another term, Mayor Joe Gannam? Why? Sure. Well, appreciate the question. It's always an it's 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 my honor. It continues every day. As hard as the job is, as hard as the job is, and, and don't mean to overemphasize that, but certainly not going to minimize it because if things go well, it looks easier. When there's a, anything goes wrong, and, and some it's, you know when you're when you're in the seat, so to speak, the mayor's seat, everything anything goes wrong, you're blamed for. It. But it continues to be my honor and and really say pleasure. As hard as it is to uh, serve as mayor of Bridgeport, Connecticut's largest city for now. This would be my third consecutive uh, four-year term. And, you know, we want to keep, we've got a lot of good things that are going on in the city. We've stabilized and, and I think uh, got to a point where a lot of the biggest challenges of we've got our arms around them. We haven't solved them. You're never going to solve, you know, running a city and, and, and quality of life is always a work in progress. We've got so such strong of a foundation and so many trajectories going in a positive direction. I want to make sure that continues uh, for all the people that live in, in the city of Bridgeport and some that come and work here. I mean, we've been now dubbed the, the entertainment capital, the music mecca, any way you want to look at it, you know, highlighted by the amphitheater and, and other venues in the city. And that's just had a ripple effect, at least uh, in, from, the, from that and from the downtown area. And then, then I go neighborhood by neighborhood, having knocked on maybe a couple thousand doors in the last month or two. As you say, there's a you know, campaign coming up. Um, and, and talk to people in every neighborhood and try to be 
fairly objective as to what we've been able to accomplish in improving the quality of life in the neighborhoods, everything from building new schools, um, which will continue in the city, to addressing public safety needs and um, the largest $10 million road paving project in the history of the city. We instituted services that residents appreciate. I'd like to think we're all entitled to things like bulk trash pickup, regardless of the cost, and we've got that going again. A new police chief in public safety with a commitment to hire in the shortest period of time, I think, that we've ever done, 100 new officers. To expand on what we've seen is not only more visibility, but community policing and public safety. And I think that could be said in different ways about most of our departments or major critical departments in the city. Um, we need to do more with affordable housing for people in Bridgeport, but the state, and I've listened to you on your show, need to do more understanding what affordable housing means and how community, communities, cities, and towns are not divided by some imaginary line and and, and frankly, all need to share, but we want to do our part in creating more affordable housing. We want people to move into Bridgeport, to live in Bridgeport, to go to our schools. Yesterday, I met with the new school, school, school superintendent. Now, that's kind of a long answer, and I should have wrapped it quicker. So I'll, I'll stop and shut up for a minute and listen. You can follow up on that or whatever else well, you think is where we should go. You know go. what's interesting to me, Mayor Ganim, and I think you know that I, too, every four years, I've got to go knocking on doors myself from my own little office. So I, yes, I, I, I would... it's not a little office. Those offices are very – I say to my brother and, 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 and you know, in the job as a probate judge, um, we, in, on my end of it, the elected officials kind of we, – we deal with everything that affects people, their lives in so many ways. But, you know, the, the, the offices that um, deal with probate and the important matters of a lost one and all that's so, so important. So it's very important. But I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's, it's not as big as running the, you know, the, the $660 million uh, corporation uh, – public service corporation called the city of Bridgeport. So I'm sorry to jump in. Again. No, that's okay. No, I, I know what a privilege it is to be, to be a probate judge and your brother is my colleague, but I, but I wanted, what I wanted to say to you is when I knock on the door, of course I want to say hello and give a big smile, but very often I learn a lot when I go door to door and I'm wondering on this campaign, what are some of the more what are the conversations that stand out in your head that people have told you that they care about? Yeah, there's the, um, sure, and hundreds of them, of course. I, I think I, if I looked at the numbers, I think I, well over a thousand. I think I said earlier, thousands of doors that have knocked on. Not everyone leads to a kind of, as you say, that kind of conversation um, that lets you understand a little bit what's going on in people's lives and kind of where government on a local level, in our case, fits in. And, you know, are we pressing or checking the boxes or pressing the right buttons or doing the right things, more more importantly phrased? Um, yeah, it, it is It is generally um, a feeling, I think, of what I just said, that things are, you know, people are recognizing that things are happening in, in the city of Bridgeport in a way and at a momentum and at a pace and as broad scale as they've ever been, probably more so than they've ever been. The mayor and I'll go. I'll go to my door conversations. But the mayor of Hartford was down yesterday for an event supporting uh, some of our council candidates, and he said, "Joe, you know," he said to all the room. He said, "You know, we, we're we're doing a lot of good things in Hartford, but everybody around the state recognizes and asks about what's going on in Bridgeport and is very excited about what's what's going on." But when you get to the doors in the neighborhoods, and I said this last night to our council members because I've been out knocking on doors in each of the neighborhoods. You know, we call them districts, right? Yeah. But they're really neighborhoods, and, and some of them are like crossovers everyone has unique uh as i call it uh, unique uh, beauty um qualities that you just admire and say wow this is really cool it's really cool to be on the on the east side and or, or in the north end and then there's particular challenges 
The North End is, and then we'll get off on the tangent on this because I know we have a lot to talk about, but North End, as you've seen recently, has had, had, had land use issues where, yes. you know, there was a clash and maybe an insensitivity for sure. And I spoke out on this to uh, a lot of the residents there, you know. And, and how were you, and for, how did your leadership, Mayor Ganim, since you're talking about it, how did your leadership, did it at all affect the outcome that has temporarily postponed the building of this? Where does the mayor come in on these very controversial yeah. land use issues? And it's a delicate, I'm glad you're asking me, and I'm glad we're on the radio, because it's a delicate balance. We have these discussions on, on so many things as to what's the um, appropriate role, for instance, as you just put it, for the mayor um, when you have a land use issue. And, you know, I've, I really think it's got to be almost like taking from the judicial you're kind of like hands off that stuff you don't really have it's almost like <clears throat> if, it, if it comes if you see something that really needs um for the person or the position um to say something or do something then then i think there's an obligation to do it but you can't be the you can't you don't want to be the you don't want to be the zoning board you don't want to be the zoning officer that's not right when we're you, we think we're smart when we're mayor, right, or or judge. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. We're not an expert. I'm not an expert, nor am I empowered to do that. But in this case, or in these cases, um, what I thought was important when um, there were um, uh, concerns raised, legitimate concerns raised by residents, and not just, you know, one resident who got mad because they get mad at everything. I mean, people that are just good, solid, you know, homeowners or residents that have lived in a on a street or a neighborhood for maybe their whole life, maybe generationally, that, uh, as you might say, they have a voice, but it's not as loud as a, as, as a mayor's voice. So what I did in, in these instances, which I think is, is, is the most appropriate and best way to do it, is a timeout. I want the city attorney or, or, or the most capable experts to look at what's been raised here by residents, and I promised them that I would do that. And then, as we say, let the chips fall where they may on what the outcome is. Would, they, would, would as close a look and a determination have been made had it not been brought to my attention? Had, we, had I not said, no, we're going to take this and take a good hard look at it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to ever well, – I don't want people who are listening or anyone to think, oh, gee, you, you call the mayor up and he can stop a zoning thing or the mm-hmm. mayor's control zone. You know, that's, not, that's, not, um, that's not the right um, perspective to have. But in these situations, it's, it's always important to have um, – that connection, and then maybe to take it to another level of, of, of oversight, as we did, or, or inquiry, and that's how the results, at least at this point, have, have uh, come about. Well, we're chatting with Mayor Joe Gannon. Well, in that particular case, it seemed like you had a groundswell of overwhelming numbers of the neighbors feeling like something went wrong with the process. So I guess you right. as a public official felt like, you know, well, what can I do to respond to the people here, right? You know, it's, well, you I'm know, gonna, And I'm going to add one more layer, which really, which really – it, it didn't really play in this, but nobody seemed to. There wasn't a strong uh, outcry, at least from those that I, I listened to within within you know the expertise in, inside the building, so to speak. Was I had my I, I still have my own reservation that I want to tread carefully on what I say over the, the how the new zoning regulations in general um, work in the city of Bridgeport. I've expressed my own concerns privately. Um, as to, you know, what, what the heck did, 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 you know, people put together here and it was passed. Uh, maybe we should go back and look at it in light of some of these most recent issues. Now, I say all that, and, and we've got a lot on our plate as city government, but um, I've asked people, that, you know, to, to think about that as we go forward. And, and, and the reasoning would be so that if there were things that were 
in there that could be perfected. Let's fix them now, not after something goes through a process and you have this type of situation where you have to try and correct it, stop it. Um, and it may end up in court in this case uh, after it's already gone through. Yeah. We're, ch- we're chatting with Mayor Joe Gannon. Mayor Gannon, speaking of land use, what's happening with Remington Woods? It's 75% located in Bridgeport, the rest in Stratford. Uh, it, it looks like an opportunity for those of us who love nature to take this intact forest and leave it alone, especially if the remediation has been completed. What is your stance on that going forward? If yeah, you get reelected, the remediation, yeah. what do you think? I don't know the remediation has been completed. I think that's that's always been the frustration um, with well, with that site, but with these sites, and, and that one is different because it's, as you say, it's almost a you know, wildlife, a deer, nature, and all that. Some of the other sites that were, let's call them brownfields, mm-hmm. um, or or environment brownfields for those that I'm sure most people know, but is environmentally contaminated, and um, so you know, greenfields is, is a beautiful farmland or, or grass area, and brownfields. Oh, wait a minute. You can't live on there. You don't want children uh, right. on those. And so they're polluted. They need to be cleaned up or addressed or evaluated at the very least, right? And so this is one of them with a big company, a uh, formal big company. And we have, we have uh, Remington Arms. We, ha- you know, we can go through this city. Some of these we've been able to, with public money, um, support the uh, conversion uh, of them. This one's unique in that um, – not unique, but very, very different from any of those we have – is um, because of the opportunities that it might provide with different uses. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said, it could be of nature. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, we could have it revert the live ammunition. I think at the bottom of some of the, the lakes or ponds in there. But if that's all cleared out, you know, that would be an idea. Others have said, "Oh, wait a minute, this is the best opportunity for tax-based growth in a city like Bridgeport, or not a city like Bridgeport for Bridgeport." You say Stratford too, but the Bridgeport. Analysis could quickly be. Wait a minute. This could help bring more uh, grandless growth because of the opportunities there. And it's a city that is 97, 98 percent we call uh, developed, meaning it has a building on it, it has a road on it, it has a sidewalk on it, is dedicated in a certain area or something. And so this creates that opportunity too. And so, so we've—I can't say we've looked to split the baby on it, but we look to have our influence on it. But we don't have complete control. And um, I've always been open to all of the ideas that people presented on what might be the best opportunity there in the future. Yeah, I just think it's. Of course, I'm coming strictly as a naturist here. It's. it's, it's I'm a naturist too. To me. You know, in you many know, ways. I know. I know. Day. You planted ten thousand trees. I saw all of that. <laughs> but you know, I just think it's when you have this contiguous forested area, and it's an accident that it ended up that way. Because let's face it, the remediation probably should have taken place twenty years ago. Uh, it it represents an opportunity to make like a central park for Bridgeport. That's what I would love to see. Like something where the community has uh, passive recreational uses, but there's still, you know, a lot of nature that survives. That's what I would like to see. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, no, no. And as we, as we go down the conversation... Um, if, if we're on long enough, the list of, of what I think are things like that that we want to keep pushing, uh, you know, you, you could always go over and we could probably go sideways on the conversation about the theaters, too, where a different idea, not nature, but a part of Bridgeport's history where, you know, we've taken a development perspective in Bridgeport, at least from the administration versus other cities that we want to retain. Um, the Shot Tower, Remington Shot Tower, for instance, uh, the buildings downtown. We want to retain the architectural beauty and history mm-hmm. of Bridgeport. Yep. Uh, we've seen other cities that are, you know, fantastic and they're modernized. But they, they, when they did their development or redevelopment, um, if you look, you can't recapture some of the architecture and, and character and history like we have. Um, I use my use the office I have right now. The old M&T Bank mm-hmm. on Main Street is our new campaign headquarters and i go in there and i'm just like oh my goodness this is just so beautiful so i guess i'm saying is yes these are all jewels or treasures in part that are part of the city at the same time they create the largest challenges for with environmental cleanups um and uh, and reuse plans or reuse plans that and I'm, i've been at it long enough to say this that don't take weeks months or years um, as I say, with the uh, PSEG site, the UI plant, which we're, we're, we're going after, these things take decades. And um, you have to keep starting and pushing and pushing. And hopefully either you're around long enough collectively, meaning whether you're the elected official or the administration, collectively you're around long enough. Another reason why I'm running for re-election is continuity and consistency on progress and vision and direction. Um, try and create as much... Uh, uh, support for that across the city, neighborhood by neighborhood. But that's the thing that when you have these conversations, if we're able to be consistent in, in doing stuff and setting priorities and pursuing it, really makes a city, in this case Bridgeport, I believe like right now, uh, making tremendous progress at a pace that it hasn't in a long time. Uh, Mayor Ganim, I know you're running to a picnic. One more question, though. Are you guys going to be, are you going to be uh, engaging in a debate if you, uh, it looks like um, it looks like there will likely be some kind of a contest in November. There may be a contest September twelfth. It's anticipated that John Gomes will likely qualify, but it hasn't been announced yet, so we don't know. And there may be others that qualify. Will you be engaging in a debate of your competitors? Yeah, it's always interesting how um, how these things develop, and uh, you know what gets set for. Um, events during a campaign, but the debates is always one of those, you know, the classics, or oh, are they going to debate? Are they going to talk? Will they, you know, how's it going to be structured and all that? Yeah, I've done hundreds of those. And if this can't, if, if, there's, if there's primary candidates uh, or general election candidates, I know there's at least a Republican candidate who I've met. He's a, he's a tremendous gentleman. If he wants to debate me um, about, you know, we don't need to get into national issues, but I wouldn't, wouldn't hesitate because future of our city, the largest city affected by national issues in the Republican Party and, and what they've continued to do and some of the progress that we've made, whether it's the ARPA money that has kind of not only stimulated and helped us get through what was probably the most difficult patch COVID 
for uh, people in our lifetime um, in many ways, and some didn't make it through, um, how the Democratic policies and the, de- and the mayors, and this mayor in particular, um, along with community activists, community supporters, and legislators, city councils, you know, made a tremendous difference. So if the Republican Party wants to have that debate, um, I welcome it. The Republican candidate seems like a nice man, but just in the wrong party. Um, and, and, you know, so we'll see what happens in, in this election. Okay, we've got one We've got one person who has called in with a question. I'm going to give you the question because I know you're running. Uh, she would like to know, what are the services for the elderly if reelected? That's her question. Can you address services yeah, for the elderly? Been, it's been, if you've been at any of the, um, I make any of the stops that I've made, I'm, el- I'm a little bit elderly, too, by the way. So I'm, I'm How elderly to, are you? Uh, How elderly are you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you have to Wikipedia it. I can't tell you that. Cause I, just because I, I dye my beard darker, I'd be <laughs> younger. It would be bright red, as you know. Tell me bright about white, it. Like tell Santa me about Claus. it. Only my hairdresser knows uh, for sure, Mayor Gannam. Only no, my hairdresser right, only for that one. <laughs> Seniors, though, we, I was at, uh, t- so there's a number of, we do have some really good um what I call senior housing across the city. And I've tried to make a special office not only to listen, but to, to, to respond. We've opened new senior centers. I think well, a beautiful one, not, I think I know, a beautiful one on the east side at the old uh, fire station. It's a brick building. It has a pole and everything. And it's been converted by a top-notch uh, architect into a beautiful senior center. There's a lot of talk now back to the land use about the city. And I, I, I support this in concept. We haven't gotten there logistically yet to look at the site in the North End as a possible major senior center. That's been pushed, frankly, by uh, by the Democratic town chairman saying, Mayor, you got to do more for the – always got to do more, but let's do something for the seniors that will be dramatic. Let's make a, let's make a big uh, senior center uh, at the uh, in the North End up on Madison Avenue where that site's been discussed if something else doesn't – doesn't fit into the neighborhood up there. So so I want to do more for the seniors. We have a senior citizen uh, a, a circuit breaker program for their taxes that allows them to pay less in property taxes. We've expanded that to try and reduce uh, the impact on, especially seniors, I say fixed incomes. Age is a factor, but, in, you know, income or income is the amount biggest. of money is. Yep. So yep. on fixed income so that, so that they can live out the best years, I call it the golden years, in likely for many of them, either in the city they're in now or the city they've been in their whole life, or maybe. So we want them. We want to cherish the seniors. So if, if he's listening, he or she's listening, let them know that. And any particulars that may affect that person, um, they can call my office, and we can we can try and help them. If we have either the program or the information, and that number I'll say in the air is two zero three five seven six. 7201. On Madison Avenue, you're, you're not talking about the, the site that we were just talking about that may be embroiled in litigation. No, I think there was another one, one up the road. Different one. Okay. Seems like Madison Avenue is a busy, busy road right. these days. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mayor <laughs> Joe. Use some of the $10 million to pave it if it's getting that much attention. Mm-hmm. Well, and we the can talk. Up there you really know what? appreciate their input when you, they give it. You know what, Mayor Ganim? I would love you to talk with, I think you would learn a lot from I did, a, a gentleman by the name of Greg Katz who was the leader of something called the Smart Surfaces Coalition, which is 400 Mm -hmm. of these Fortune 500 companies that have gotten together, Mm -hmm. and they've created a coalition to try and educate mayors and companies, but mostly mayors, about better surfaces that will um, make sure that the temperature of the surrounding air doesn't keep going up. So, you know, if you put something with asphalt, you create a hotter air. Yes. 
That's and yeah, can you, uh, you know, offline, maybe you can send me contact information. That would be great. I think you'd learn a lot from him. I know that I did, and it's it's pretty important stuff, I think, for a mayor. So thank you, Mayor Joe Gannon. Thanks for joining well, us today. Okay, I anytime. I saw you on Channel 12 the other day. Yeah. You you were not alone. Thank you. About the lights? You think about the lights, too? Yes. And the birds? Yes. Yep, of course. And somebody asked me about the... Um, there's also lights get into neighborhood issues. Here's a, here's a classic, and I live in Black Rock, so I can I can say what I want about us or the Black Rockers. Okay. But you know the issue in Black Rock, one of them, and they'll call up and say, "No, Mayor, the issue is taxes or whatever." Or we had, but the one of the issues is the lights on um, and how they impact the the birds. On uh, we have lights that go right around St. Mary's. Yes, I've heard about and, it, and I've um, seen pictures of it. The people are not happy with that on Facebook. Let me no, tell you. So that was brought to my attention directly yesterday. Okay. And. By the way, I jog down there. I just, I just don't jog. It's right around the corner from where I live, but I don't, I don't jog there at night. So I, I don't really, other than people bringing my attention, your lights should go off earlier or later or, or that um, kind of. So, so those, are, those are like, you know, that's not an issue in the North End. That's an issue in, in, in um, oh, I guess it is everywhere. And the migrant birds, is that right? Yes, it's the migrant birds. And Connecticut, as a state, has led the way. All the buildings they control with state offices for fall and spring, no more lights from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. To 11? 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. so that the birds can yeah. migrate at night when they're supposed to. They're just turning off the lights. That's it. Lights. Lights out. Okay. Lights out. <laughs> lights it'd, out. It'd be nice if, okay. if, you know, we all followed that no, example. I wasn't laughing at that. I just turned yeah. lights out. It was like, you know, I know, that's the end of it. So <laughs> no, no, Oh, I see what you mean. No, it's just basically let's give these nocturnal creatures a chance to do what they're supposed to do. They're getting so confused. We had an expert on the show who told me that a bird will die of a heart attack as it circles around a lit office building at night because it cannot get out of the loop. I, my heart broke. Dies of a heart attack. Plops down dead. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we can fix that. Well, thank you for having me on. Let's do it again. Okay. You bet. Mayor Joe Gannam on the Lisa Let's Wexler Show. Things. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.